You're listening to MLG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG channel where we help you to see real and practical Christian from God's word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today we're going to be talking about the resurrection, specifically objections to the resurrection. Now, the resurrection is the foundation of Christianity. If you take away the resurrection, it means that all that Jesus said he was is a lie. As Paul infamously said, famously said in first corinthians chapter 15 if you read down that if christ did not raise from the dead or was not raised from the dead we are for all men most miserable so the one thing that really 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 separates us from every religion the one thing that proves that our faith is real is the fact that christ was raised from the dead it's a very 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 strong argument and not just one that is based on allegations or ideas as many people think but it is based on eyewitness evidence. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3. For I delivered unto you, first of all, which I received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again according to the scriptures on the third day, and that he was seen of Peter, then of the twelve, after that he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some have fallen asleep. And he was also seen of James and of me, and then of all the apostles. So you're seeing that um, Paul is he is saying that at least 500 people saw this guy who was supposed to be dead. And now that's no small claim. That's no small claim. That is actually how we, um, you know, that is how we establish what we believe today. That there were eyewitnesses, that people that saw him, right? Luke chapter 1 verse 2 or from verse 1 to 2 for as much as many have taken in hand to set forth an orderly declaration of those things which are most likely surely believed among us even as they delivered them to us which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and means of the word so you're seeing that um the person who influenced luke or luke's understanding of what occurred in the time of jesus because luke was writing this maybe 50 60 70 years after christ had risen from the dead and most likely peter influenced him to write this um or in other words he had peter's accounts now peter was an eyewitness but it wasn't just peter because he says he says even as they delivered them unto us which from the beginning were eyewitnesses so there were several of them who influenced what he wrote right um second peter chapter 1 verse 16 for we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we were we made known unto you the power and coming of our lord jesus christ but were what eyewitnesses of his majesty so they were there they saw him right were eyewitnesses so these ones actually witnessed his life before right before he died and after and that's even why they are eyewitnesses because many of these people you have to have seen him before he died then you would have had to be at least present when he died not maybe at the cross but at least it was clear that he had died and then you'd now see him after he rose and that's just the idea i always like to say picture someone that you know who has died just picture someone you know who has died maybe someone you knew well and everything the person is gone dead buried you know you saw the person being buried and this is it because not that the person just died and was kept in the freezer no this person was buried do you get imagine the person's been buried you you went to the funeral you know they 
they read the eulogy and all those things and then they put the casket to the ground and covered the casket you saw that person for the last time and that was it then three or four days later that person walks into your house i mean of course you know what's going to happen and we saw jesus even even his apostles how many times man when he appeared he would just say peace and they were so frightened like this they were scared you know what i'm saying so those are some very very genuine responses you know from those people you can look at ah they were they were it, it moved them you can tell that no no this was something real so just imagine that thing and you just see this person begin to move around someone just says you know i'm alive i'm alive again i've risen from the dead i mean you find it very very hard to believe it you find it very because you're like we saw you put in the ground and that's the same thing that the apostles had to grasp and so it was that particular um event when after they had seen him killed right for those who want to assume that jesus did was not killed because um, there's also this people that will say that he was not raised because we're going to be dealing with the objections to the resurrection and so objections to resurrection sometimes start with objections to the fact whether he was a, he came at all whether he was a man uh, that is if he existed at all there's ob- objections to his death did he really die and in fact there's some very very good evidence for what we call a medical analysis of Christ's death you get when they pierced him the bible the record showed that when he was pierced by the roman soldiers right he was pierced in the side and that blood and water you know gushed out of him because there's actually a condition of um i think it's caused by a shock or something when a person you know dies and everything and then that mixture or because of the kind of death he died and all that let me get it i mean have it a bit wrong but you know you can go do your research just type medical evidence for the resurrection of christ on google and you'll probably see that article and then you know so that blood and water that came out of his side very very strong indication medically that he was dead so i mean the 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 thing is why did the writer who the person who wrote um the accounts right why did they mention that blood and water part they couldn't have known medically that this is what it means today we know that that actually means that the person was dead do you get there's just too many details for us to say he was not dead there's too too, too many details to to tell ourselves that he's not dead no he died you get they saw this they witnessed this thing he was dead right we know what joseph of arimathea did how they took him down and then they put him in that tomb we know it was clear he was also embalmed and the embalming was one that you could not break free you get you couldn't break free right so all these things clearly indicate that this man died clearly indicate that he died and so there's no doubt about it if you want to say was did he ever exist there's too many records anyone that tells you that there's no proof is a lie it's a very big lie there's enough evidence to show historically that christ actually existed both in jewish um in jewish history and by the way jewish rabbis today do not like the idea that jesus was the messiah they always try to refute it and object to it and so for 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 people like that who don't like him at all right they can't not say that he did not exist because it is too clear that such a man called jesus existed they will just deny his claims and deny that he rose from the dead and all those things they will tell you know what happened now those that that time the pharisees paid off um the roman soldiers who uh what's the word who were there who were there to guard the tomb they paid them off to say that 
um, Jesus' disciples came and stole the body when they were sleeping, which is just absurd. It's just foolishness if you think about it. Roman soldiers were supposed to guard that place. <laughs> if the prisoner escaped, they would be killed. So they would have been extremely vigilant. And they are talking about Roman soldiers versus disciples. Who are disciples? You understand? So that's that for that. There's no doubt that Jesus was actually killed. There's no doubt. He was killed. You understand? So the stumbling block from Ozipul is that how can you say he was raised? Because if he was raised, that means everything he said is true. That means when he said I'm the Messiah, when you know he's the one he predicted his death, he said that I will die and I will be raised up after dead. He predicted it for so for it to happen. That's some crazy stuff going on there. Ah, we, we have to take pay closer attention, right, to what he said. So I want to um, list out a few facts about the resurrection. It's a fact that Jesus was crucified and buried, right? Uh-huh. Even Flavius Josephus, the, the famous Jewish historian, attests to that in his, you know, in his journal or writing that Jesus was crucified and buried, right? Um, the other fact is that the tomb was empty and no one produced his body. So to today we know that that tomb was empty. Whether you say they stole the body, whether they did not steal it, the tomb was empty. <laughs> The disciples believed that they saw the risen Christ. So another fact is that the disciples they believed with all their heart that they saw or what they saw was the risen Christ. And we're going to, you know, talk a bit about that, you know, in a couple of seconds. And then the last one is that the disciples were transformed and emboldened as a result of their resurrection observation. So based on what they saw, right? Uh-huh. Based on what they saw, there's a boldness that they actually began to carry. In fact, Peter will say it like this, that we cannot help but tell that's actually Acts chapter 4 verse 18 it says and they called them this is when they had healed the man the lame man and then they were you know brought in arrested and interrogated so and they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus but Peter and John answered and said unto them whether it is right in your sight or or in the sight of God to listen to you more than God judge you but we cannot but speak of the things we have seen and heard. So you see that these guys, like, <laughs> they say we can't help us, you know, speak of what we've seen and heard. We can't. You just can't. Um, we can't help it. Verse 13 says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled when they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. So there was just this boldness about them. They were not the same people who scattered and ran the night that Jesus, you know, was arrested. Not the same guys, right? They are not the same guys like Peter who denied Jesus three times. Not the same guys. These guys, I mean, they were all cowards. They were cowards in their own right. But we now see that after the resurrection, they were just so bold. They were so bold about their claim. They were just, something about them had changed. There was an authority in the way they spoke. You get. So, the question is that, was this all a hoax? Were they just, um best you know lying or what what was going on there right uh-huh. so we're going to look at some of the objections that a skeptic will actually have if you tell a skeptic that look oh um christ is raised from the dead or jesus is alive today they will tell you some things some things they will say um one they might say is that the disciples were wrong about the resurrection that means they got it wrong it's, it's a lie you know um maybe that they were misled or whatever they say they were wrong about it, but we already know from what we've seen that eyewitness evidence clearly tells us that this was actually correct. And that eyewitness evidence is not like... The point is that it's not just 500 that saw him, right? 
but then they pass it on to other people and pass it and that tradition has been passed on over and over again so we can't you can't tell me that they were wrong about it you know how what was your evidence that they were wrong you understand the way same way you see they're wrong they could have been right how do you know they're wrong you don't have any evidence for that you can't because for you to say they were wrong right you have to provide what we call the burden of proof you have to prove that they were wrong if you can't do that then you cannot refute their claim right uh-huh and that one is that they were lying about the resurrection they were lying in fact as i said before some people say that they stole the body they're lying about the resurrection so questions are okay if they're lying why would they lie what was the need for them right because if you are investigating any crime right there will be um how i put it there's always going to be a motive for a crime you see that maybe money maybe sex or relationships power those are three in fact homicide detectives say that these are the three um leading causes if not major causes or if not the three foundational causes for any kind of crime right there's either power to be gained or money or sex that is relationship or something jealousy greed all those things boil down to these three and so if they were lying what was it was it uh, money that they were supposed to get nope was it fame um money was it on you know is it sex no is it power no they had nothing to gain in fact we see that rather than even gaining anything they lost a lot right look at someone like paul that dragged many of these people into prison right look at how they were scattered after stephen was killed even stephen's martyrdom is crazy right many of them died all the apostles all of them including john okay john's only just that he was uh he was almost killed but he was preserved all of them were willing to and indeed died for the cause that they you know spoke out for the testimony the witness that they gave they died many of them died herod dragged james um I think it's whose brother was that James, one of the apostles. He dragged James and then he, you know, had him he had him beheaded or killed. You understand? And he took Peter and was going to kill him, if not that church prayed and he was delivered. Why would all this danger occur and they would still be talking about it? I mean, if you just followed the the Jewish leaders who said, Stop talking about this guy. I mean, logically, I'll just stop because I don't want to be persecuted again, right? dragging people and throwing them in prison consistently there are so many things have you ever read what happened when emperor nero said that uh he history actually says that he caused the fire he actually caused the fire to burn you know a lot of rome and then he blamed on the christians the christians were persecuted that period right <laughs> why would they go through all that stuff if it wasn't true what's their motive for lying you get now let's even talk about lying right let's talk about lying when it comes to lie, if you say that they lied, right? That they lied um, concerning Jesus' resurrection. Do you know, even when it comes to uh, there's an angle of taking it from a homicide detective, like from uh, like a crime investigation. If you said they, you know, they, um, what do you call it? If they were, if they were lying or they conspired, there was a conspiracy to, you know, to make it look as if it was just rules and create a kind of cult, you know, around a lie. The truth about this is that a lie, when it comes to investigations, it is hard for you to keep a lie for very long. Number two, the lesser the people that know about the lie, the better. So, and I'm telling you stuff, facts from, you know, how homicide detectives, you know, investigate what we call um, cold cases, that is um, murder cases or crimes that have been committed over a very long period of time. Maybe 40, 50, 60 years, you understand? So, how, why... 
how would they keep that life to you know among themselves two people is enough self you know like the lesser the better so if you have many more people that are knowing about this life how do you want to sustain that life because the thing about it is that if <laughs> if you want to know people are lying what do you do maybe you are three or four people you you separate them you don't keep them together you separate them why so that they don't each person does not hear the other person's version even if they've sat down together and said let's just say this you get but as time passes over time right you you have to because when you say uh, you said this but but look at this but look at that but look at that when they're confronted with some other reality you know what happens they begin to um what's the word they begin to quake some people begin to change their story and all that stuff so if they're not together they can't say okay this is what i said though this is the new thing i added so all of you add the same thing they can't so over time as it spread out right we would actually see the breakdown of their lives and to be obvious ah your own story doesn't match this person's story are ah, you are lying so that's just five six people imagine 500 people conspiring to lie that they saw him that's just crazy it, it can't it, it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense it, it, it falls on its face <laughs> It falls on his face. It just doesn't make any sense. So another um, objection, I'm telling you um, popular objections that atheists usually have, oh, skeptics, what they will usually ask. I'm talking about people who are educated, people who are um, very scholarly and all those things. This is what they usually, or the theories they usually put forth that probably happened. This most likely happened. This is what happened. You understand? Uh-huh. Um, Some will say mass halus- hasula. Hey, <laughs> Lord have mercy mass hallucination what what does that mean it means that oh that those 500 and plus i saw him that they were having it was their imagination that they were hallucinating you know they were hallucination they were hallucinating you know and uh, that uh, they were seeing things and uh-huh. like that they were seeing things let me even look for the definition of hallucination an experience involving the apparent perception of something not present so in other words they were they, they, what they said they saw they actually did not see they are just having you know an experience which was false a false experience that all they, they thought they saw him but it's a lie you know so some say had mass hallucinations some say it was mass hypnotism and everything but that doesn't make sense why because there's no proven case or record anywhere that tells you that people can be you know um any other event in history or anything proven that there was mass hallucination people were just you know a lot of people just hallucinated at the same time no highest one or two or so you don't see it in mass like that so that's also wrong you get that's also wrong and then as i say sometimes people are just very honest to bring these kind of things up as as objection i'm talking about people who are schooled in science and all those things to bring this kind of thing as an objection that's a lie right uh-huh. then another one um that people will probably bring up as an objection they will say they say an imposter fooled you know the disciples the idea is that after christ was from dead that somebody probably because that period they meant they were, everyone was looking for a messiah somebody you know um took up the how will i put it a con artist or whatever just took up the semblance of jesus and went among the apostles and tried to tell or or he fooled them to believe that he was jesus that has risen from the dead and i'm like what a wow how brilliant how how dumb can you get to bring this kind of idea really an imposter you think about it imagine you had a friend or someone that you've been around for three years three and a half years very you've known very very well 
the bible tells us how even someone like john the beloved would lie on jesus's chest and everything because they were just that close and you understand you know they were all young he was like yeah, he was their master and they were so closely acquainted with him followed him everywhere where he slept they slept where he ate they ate how can you tell me after all this <laughs> right how can you tell after all that someone from outside would just come and just uh, tell them i'm jesus they will test you my friend they will test you okay how about that okay how about the the hands and feet that were you know that he showed them how do you want to fake that how about the miracles he showed them how do you want to fake that the bible says he passed through the walls he was he appeared in, in, in an enclosed room he just appeared how do you want to fake all that so again this is this one this is foolish very very foolish allegation idea right because it just just tells you the um it tells you how far people are willing to go just to deny this thing because they don't want it to be true okay i had then there's also the other one of that fact that that maybe one or two people right influenced or convinced the rest that just was from the dead when indeed he did not rise so like maybe two or three influential people influenced the rest or lied to them and they, they in turn believed it again uh, that just no the text tells us 500 saw him is there clearly you understand uh-huh. and i think i've done some teachings on the integrity of the four gospels the book of us the books but there's, there's the integrity of the new testament you can't tell me that the new testament is false no it's a lie it's not it's, i'm not going to go into that today all right so the last objection that you will get and this is the one actually that this this is the one or this is the reason why most people refuse or most atheists refuse to get saved you understand and the reason is this they will say miracles don't happen that it's not possible for miracles to happen because they are so encumbered by the laws of physics and say according to the laws of physics and all that science a miracle is impossible so it, it just doesn't for them this is their deal breaker miracles don't happen therefore christ could not have been raised if you like show them evidence from now to tomorrow they will tell you miracles don't happen therefore christ cannot be raised from the dead they, they, they these people are steeped in what we call naturalism naturalism is the idea that everything is or, or naturalism or materialism or something like that. the idea that every material thing that materialism is all you know time space matter and that's all anything outside that you know cannot be possible you understand that everything is material so in other words as you are your brain there's nothing like a soul or spirit or whatever there's nothing beyond the material the natural what you can see or taste smell and everything there's nothing beyond that's the idea now the problem with this argument is this that when you come or start from there and say miracles don't happen you are taking making an assumption that you don't know of you're making a very very weird assumption right how can you, i mean if what jesus what happened to christ is a miracle at least you owe it to yourself to come into the conversation with okay let me let me be skeptical at least let me say maybe it's probable that miracles can occur don't come in and tell miracles don't occur you've already concluded that you understand and for such people the truth is as i said there's some people are just dishonest if you look at nature look at science look at everything it just these things clearly bible tells us that these things clearly romans chapter one right tells us that these things clearly point to a god intelligent design things everything how everything is arranged around you it tells you that there is a god so their problem many times as i said is they are dishonesty and the fact that they want to suppress christ 
they just want to suppress the knowledge of God. You understand? But if you look around you, you could believe there's a God, and then if there is a God, then miracles can happen because even the creation of the world is a miracle. The way the world came into being is a miracle. If you say there was a big bang, who caused the big bang? Right? Because the big bang is a miracle, honestly. Because if you think about the big bang, um, after the big bang, time, space, and matter appeared. Time, space, matter. So it means that whatever caused the Big Bang does is not bound by time. In fact, it's called is nothing. In other words, there is no time beyond that Big Bang or before that Big Bang. There is no space beyond the Big Bang or before the Big Bang, and there is no matter before the Big Bang. Meaning that there was just nothing. So how do you explain nothing? What was the nothing that caused the Big Bang? It's a miracle on its own. So a lot of people, as I said, they're just very dishonest. But these are some things you can actually have in mind because you never know when you come across a skeptic and you should be able to tear these arguments apart one by one using these reasons, okay? So, with that, I've ended this episode. <laughs> Honestly, if you have questions, just listen to it again. Um, you know, sometimes people message me and they say, oh, I have a question, I have a question. And usually, I realize the question they're asking me is something I already answered in the episode or podcast that they are asking me a question about. As I always tell them, go back and listen to it again. At least you should have listened before you have a question, right? Um, I mean, unless it's not related to it, you should have listened to it at least three times before you ask that question. Okay. All right, guys. That's the end of today's episode. <laughs> and um, let's do the announcements, mix of our prayers. Every day, 6 a.m., 6 p.m., get the app. MIXLR is the name of the app follow your ecclesia nation and then join us every day 6 a.m and 6 p.m we're going to be praying for 30 minutes and it's going to be awesome all right guys have a wonderful day god bless you bye-bye if this blessed you or you want to say hi or you have a question you can head over to my instagram that's pst.sen pst.essien see you there